Welcome to Back to the Futures, the official podcast of the Futures League presented by 78 Sports. I'm Owen Shadrick. Thanks again, everybody, for joining me here for episode 10 of season six. We continue to creep closer and closer to the summer and the start of the Futures League season. And we appreciate you guys hanging on for the ride with us this offseason. Rosters are continuing to develop, including in Nashua, where they announced that championship MVP Jack McDermott will be returning for the 2023 summer. So we are excited to see him back in the new Nashua, not colors, but the new Nashua uniforms, which look great, of course. We're continuing to dig in for Pete with the link below. On this episode, on episode 10, we had Chad Shade, the new manager of the Pittsfield Suns. He talks about what it means to get the opportunity to coach for his hometown Suns, what he's been doing at Kansas State, his career at Springfield College, and much more. You don't want to miss this episode. We're going to get you there. Here is Chad Shade. We are honored to be joined by our next guest here on Back to the Futures. He was a former Pittsfield son and will now be their team's manager here in 2023. It's Chad Shade. Chad, how you doing today? Good. Doing great. Thanks for having me, Owen. Obviously, uh, looking forward to be back in the Futures League and appreciate you having me on and everything that you do for the league. Yeah, thank you, man. And we're happy to have you on here. And Right off the top, you are the new manager of the Pittsfield Suns. What does that mean to you, especially having played for them and growing up in Pittsfield? Yeah, I mean, growing up in Pittsfield, obviously, I know uh, how important the Suns are to the city. Um, it meant a lot for me just being being in the league as a player and, and being able to try and represent my city as best as possible. Now, coming back as the, the manager, it's obviously a huge honor. Um, I'm really excited to get going this summer and and looking forward to helping you know, the development of a a lot of these college guys that are looking for quality summer ball and uh, obviously looking to get at bats and innings and get back to their colleges and be able to compete at a high level. Yeah. And you're currently a grad assistant at Kansas state. We'll talk about that a little bit later on in the show, but you begin your coaching career there, but now you have the chance to take the reins for an organization, especially a historic one like the Suns. What does it mean to have them give you that chance and to launch your coaching career in the same way that you launched your playing career? Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's uh, it's it's very interesting, you know, going from uh, the the path that I took with being a player to then a GA and then having some assistant coaching jobs on the side. I've, I had the opportunity to coach up in the Cape one summer um, under Steve Engler with the Har- Harwich Mariners, which was a uh, which was a great experience for me being able to learn from, you know, some really good minds up there. And then being a graduate assistant at Kansas state, being able to learn, for, learn from our head coach, um, Pete Hughes. And he's a, he's an Eastern mass guy. Um, and being able to learn from him here at this level uh, to then being able to, you know, get a head coaching job to have my opportunity to be able to run a team. Um, I think it's been good for me to be able to learn from a lot of guys uh, that have been around baseball for a long time. Um, and then obviously, as, as we talked about being able to do it in Pittsfield as, as my first kind of opportunity as a collegiate, you know, head coaching job opportunity, it's, it's going to be really fun. I'm really looking forward to doing it this summer. Yeah. And I want to ask, how did you end up with the job? Cause obviously that's, there's a lot of conversations that go into that. So how did you kind of get wind of the position and then end up mm-hmm. with it in, in the end? Uh, so basically I, I had heard that Kevin stepped down from the job. Um, I've actually been good friends with with Kevin Donati growing up and I know uh he he would have loved to have been able to stay with the Suns uh this summer I think if he could have 
Um, but he's doing a great job running his business at, at Rip City. I know you've talked about uh, Rip City on the show and and you're well aware of, you know, the stuff that he does there um, when the development that he's helping with guys uh, in Berkshire County and hopefully be able to keep expanding on that because he does such a great job at Rip City with being able to develop guys and help them get ready for college and guys that are in college that, you know, are trying to keep improving their game. And um, he, uh, he ended up stepping down and I heard about it and ended up applying for the job and uh, ended up getting to talk with uh, Sander who eventually gave me the opportunity to be the, the head coach. And it's kind of just been full swing from there since I believe around October and uh, putting together the roster and everything. And, and obviously just getting the, the, the team ready for, for the summer. Yeah. We'll get to the roster in a minute, but you're taking the reins from Kevin, who is also a former player, also a guy mm -hmm. that grew up in Pittsfield. What's it like to see players like Kevin and yourself continue to come back and be involved in the futures league? And what does that show about the culture, not only in Pittsfield, but also around the futures league? I think it just kind of shows that it shows what the futures league is all about. You know, it's not, a league where you just play in it. And then once you're done, that, that your time in the league is up, you know, that it doesn't have an impact on you. I think the, the impact that the futures league had on me was a lot in being able to, to try and develop my game, especially coming from a D three school for my undergrad. Um, and the competition that was there is, is really solid and it's really good competition to be able to compete in during the summer. And I think being able to come back like myself and Kevin did shows like that we still want to be a part of it because of how, you know, competitive it is and, and how the league is ran um, and just the people involved in it as well. I think that's kind of what says a lot about the futures league and about Pittsfield that, you know, we know that the Pittsfield is, has been a team that's, that's always right in the hunt. Um, and they always have good teams each year uh, that, that are always competing. It's just, it's just something you want to be a part of, I think is, is the biggest takeaway that I, that I get from it. Yeah, and be part of it. You were in 2018 as a player. What was that experience like playing in Pittsfield for the first time? I was. It was really fun, honestly. Um, I know Matt Gedman, who's uh, with New Britain now, has, has been on the show, and he kind of talked about um, me one time how I hit like 400 at home and like .097 on the road. Um, I think it's funny, but you know, I. I, I owned it because I think I just love being at Wakona Park and playing in front of our home fans and and just being around that that environment. So for me, uh, it it was a really cool experience to be able to play, you know, at Wakona Park and be able to have you know family and friends be able to come to the games and and cheer me on, and of course the the rest of the team as well as there were some other some other local guys uh, on our team as well that year. Um, but for me, it was just a really cool experience because that was. You know, once I got into college, it was I wanted to play for the Suns if I had the opportunity. And fortunately enough, I did. Um, you know, I had a good sophomore year during college and uh, Coach Gedman took me on and, you know, we had a great relationship. I still talk to him quite a bit, especially after taking this job, just in terms of how he does things, because he's been around it for for a while now. And, you know, he gets how the league is run. And it's uh, it's been it's been really cool to be able to be on the other side of it now. But yeah to kind of go back to your question it was it was just a really fun experience for me and i and i enjoyed every second of it yeah coach gedman of course the pittsfield suns head coach for a couple of years there and i'm sure you guys have had a number of conversations since you've taken the job because obviously he was in that position not two years ago and now he's mm -hmm. remained in the league with 
uh, with Brockton and then now in, in New Britain. So what, what have those conversations been like and what, what's kind of the biggest thing he's taught you so far? Yeah. Um, so I've been on, t- I've been in touch with him. Also, Alex Dion, I did happen to have, uh, one year when the COVID year, when, uh, the Suns uh, opted out, I ended up joining Worcester for the back end of the summer. So I was with Alex Dion for a little bit there. So been talking with him as well. And, and both of those guys, again, that have been very successful and, and good coaches in the league. Um, just kind of talking with them about roster stuff, you know, how to, how to manage a roster. That's the one big piece, you know, for me, that's outside of, you know, just the game of baseball and being able to control the in-game stuff is putting together the roster, you know, what kind of guys they look for the, the numbers of, you know, how many, you know, certain guys you want in certain positions and just be able to manage guys. So, you know, the, the kids are getting the most out of it as well, because, you know, the way that the, the roster is managed is, you know, going to depend on how, you know, playing time and stuff happens for a lot of these guys. And again, the, my biggest, you know, concern or not concern, I should say my biggest thing that I want to get out of the summer is to be able to make sure these guys are able to develop and get what they want out of the summer. And a big piece of that is, is through the roster and how I put that together and manage that. Yeah. And speaking of the roster, it, it, it is coming together a little bit here as we move closer and closer to the summer, any names in particular we're looking out for this summer? Yeah. So I think, uh, I think some of the guys that will be, you know, really good for us this summer. Um, again, I think we got a well-rounded roster with, with D one, D two, D three guys, and then, and then high schoolers too, but we got a lot of local guys that, um, are high schoolers, um, that will be able that, that are from the Pittsfield area that'll come in and make an impact for us doing a lot of work over at rip city with, uh, with Kevin and Addy. So getting updates on them and how they're doing. Um, but other guys, I think just, just pitching wise for us, you know, having guys like Andrew Geiger um, and Aiden Rice from, from out St. Vincent back will be, will be great for us uh, in the summer, having some veteran arms back. And then uh, another local guy um, and Ryan Lapierre, who's, who's at Westfield now. Um, and he's a local kid coming back to pitch for the Suns this summer. I think will be will be great for us. Is his pitching is obviously really important um, over the summer and be able to to manage those long weeks and long seasons. So really looking forward to to all our guys coming in. But um, really looking forward to just seeing what we'll be able to do this summer. And one thing I always like about Pittsfield is there's always at least one guy from Pittsfield, and it's right. you guys. I've stressed having local guys on your team for as many years as I've been in the league. And I feel like that's super important. Yeah, I definitely think it is. I think it keeps that connection strong in Pittsfield. I think there's a lot of, you know, unhidden talent, um, or I should say hidden talent in Pittsfield that just because they didn't have the the exposure before. And I think now it's starting to get recognized a little bit. And again, talking about Kevin and rip city. Um, I think he's helping a lot with that and it's good just getting these guys, the opportunities to get looked at by schools. And then, you know, they're taking care of the rest with, with their abilities. Um, so I think it's really good for them to be able to showcase their, their talent during the summer playing for the Suns, And, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to, to those guys. And obviously all the other guys we got coming from other schools, being able to do that for us this summer. Yeah. And you're at Kansas state. So how, how many guys are you poaching to come up? to come up to new England this, uh, this summer. We definitely, uh, I I'm talking one of my, I played with Thomas Hughes, who's our volunteer assistant here at K state. Um, so obviously trying to get as many guys as possible from him, but he, uh, he's, he sent us a few, uh, a few, we got some incoming freshmen actually, um, that are going to be playing for us. Nobody that's here for us, uh, for us this year, but 
I can I can keep working on that. I'll, I'll keep jabbing at him a little bit to to see what we can do about that. Yeah, that's uh, that's awesome. And and obviously we've had a, a number of Kansas State guys over the last couple of years, so they've been great mm-hmm. about sending guys our way to uh, showcase their talents right before they got to go back to school. Absolutely. And back to the Suns here. Last year, Margot Doulette became the first female manager in Futures League history and has meant so much to the Suns organization. We had her on the podcast last season along with Kevin. What was it like seeing Margot in that role and continue to be a trailblazer and the what she's been able to accomplish? Yeah, uh, Margot's awesome. She was there um, when I was playing in 2018 and just uh, she's very, very smart and, and knows the game of baseball. Um I think when you once you get talking to her and she brings a good analytical side of to it that you know maybe sometimes baseball coaches aren't necessarily looking at um and I think for Margo that was an awesome opportunity for an awesome for the Suns as well to be able to have that um so I think she is uh she's she's been a great part of the program you know for many years and she's done a lot for for the Suns and uh obviously I think we'll continue to do a lot for baseball so that was awesome to see for her yeah, we love seeing that. And another person who has been around the Suns and the Pit and the Pittsfield area is Howard Herman, who we had on the show last week. And he spoke very, very highly of you and the direction that the Suns are headed in. What is it like having someone like him who's been around not only the game of baseball, but sports and, of course, Pittsfield for as long as he has? What's it like having him around and, and covering the team? Yeah, Howard's great. He does a lot, obviously, for sports just around Berkshire County uh, and in the area. He does a lot of coverage. He travels a lot. Um, and I know he does other stuff as well. You know, I talked to him a few weeks ago um, and he was at opening day for the Red Sox, you know, so he he's always working. He's always trying to make sure that that content and stuff gets out there to to keep things alive, per se, you know, in, in Berkshire County in terms of sports coverage. And, you know, having him around is I've known him since I was a kid and my my dad um when i was growing up did a did a show with him every friday uh for wbrk radio you know so i've known howard for quite some time and you know to be able to have that relationship now with him to to be kind of working with him is is awesome and i think he he does a ton obviously for for sports not just baseball but just for sports in berkshire county and you know i think he'll continue to do it because it's just what he loves to do yeah that's great and that's awesome too that you've had that connection since you were a kid with him Mm -hmm. as well Hold on, we'll get right back to Back to the Futures, but first, we want to share a message from our friends at 78 Sports. Do you have kids playing baseball or softball? We all know practice time is limited, especially here in New England, not to mention the cost of lessons and cage time can add up very quickly. Save yourself time and money by giving your kids what they need to work on their game at home. Our friends at 78 Sports can help you put together the perfect at-home training setup. Whether you want to start small with just a tee and a net, or looking to set up a full cage with turf and a pitching machine, they have you covered. And I've used their stuff before. I've seen their facilities. They definitely cover everything. The team at 78 Sports design and install hundreds of at-home and commercial sports training facilities. So let them help you find the perfect setup for your space. Visit the 78 Sports website at 78sports.com. That's S-E-V-E-N-T-Y, the number eight, sports.com. For a limited time only, by just mentioning Back to the Futures, you'll receive a 10% discount off your order. That's S-E-V-E-N-T-Y, number eight, sports.com. Now, back to your regularly scheduled programming. And transitioning here, we're finally going to talk about Kansas State. You are now a graduate assistant down there. What led to that opportunity? So I was uh, 
fortunate enough to grad transfer here. Unfortunately, obviously COVID had a, had an impact on a lot of things and a lot of people far worse than, uh, far worse than it impacted me. Um, but having my senior year missed, um, for baseball at Springfield college, um, ended up taking the, the next year off the next fall off was still kind of trying to figure out what I wanted to do. Um, and ended up having the opportunity to come here, play my last year of baseball, uh, in, during my grad year. Um, then talking with coach, I wanted to get into coaching and coach Hughes, um, had a graduate assistant spot open for me for, for this year. And, was uh, very fortunate to be able to stay in this program um, with with such a great culture and, and such a great staff and people that that are in this community. Um, and I was able to to stay here, finish up school, um, you know, continue to learn the game of baseball under him and uh, in his staff, and um, kind of just started through through COVID, honestly. Um, so I uh, was able to to stay here for the following year um as and worked under our director of player development and then ga the the following year and um finishing up now obviously and looking forward to the to the future and see what it holds for me yeah and i do want to talk about springfield college but before we get to that that year the COVID year you've talked about it in a couple of interviews before how it, it impacted you and you obviously made the tough decision to leave mm -hmm. springfield but it was a pretty cool story about how you ended up at uh, Kansas State. So I just, for our fans, what was that like, the COVID year, managing that and entering the transfer portal or entering, yeah, the portal and now ending up at uh, at Kansas State? Yeah, I mean, obviously it was it was devastating at first to not have my uh, senior year at Springfield. I, um, I enjoyed my time there um, and loved being able to play, you know, two sports as, for as long as I could. My body was not happy with me, but – you know, I was I was very happy to be able to do that. And Springfield was such a great place to to be able to do that. And the the coaches I had there were were excellent. And I couldn't have asked for, you know, a better opportunity than to go there and, you know, had an opportunity after that to to grad transfer to K-State. And it was uh it was definitely a once in a lifetime experience. Um being able to go into the Big Twelve, um, which is, you know, one of the best conferences in in college baseball. Um competes every single year always has four or five teams make the national tournament um and to be able to be around just such great talent um and obviously you know on the other side of that just the the facilities and you know resources that that are available here to to help the development of of players and to continue to 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 for them to continue to grow um in this game it's just was it was an awesome opportunity to be able to see, you know, a different level, um, of this game. And again, trying to get into coaching, it was, it was great to have, you know, that, that experience at multiple levels, um, to be able to kind of help myself as I continue to, you know, try and get into this coaching world and, and help guys and help their development, uh, as players and, and obviously as people too. Yeah, and you said it. You played for a year at Kansas State, going from D three Springfield College to D one Big Twelve baseball must have been a pretty stark transition for you. <laughs> it definitely was. It definitely was. Again, uh, just the resources that are available um, here are, are, are second to none. I mean, Kansas State. Um, it just does 
to, to put in kind of just simple, simple form of like, when I got here, it was just like, I, I couldn't believe just, you know, what was, what was here and available for guys, not just, you know, baseball wise, but academically, um, nutrition wise, just everything as a whole to be able to help, you know, athletes, not just on the field, but, you know, in the classroom and in life. And obviously nutrition, as I mentioned, just, the, just to take care of their bodies, just that type of stuff was, uh, but, you know, it was overwhelming, honestly, just to, to see that. And um, again, coming from Springfield, which was, it was top tier, honestly, like the RAT uh, staff, our strength and conditioning, all that stuff was second to none. Like it was, it was incredible. And that's Springfield is, it's kind of what it's known for is, you know, strength and conditioning, um, stay, stuff like athletic training, just staying in kind of an athletics based environment. And which is why I love Springfield. And it was just, like still that transition of just, again, the, the resources that are available was, was awesome. And I came from a place that was, was unbelievable for, for D3 with just the, the resources that, you know, were available to me there. I wouldn't have been able to, to honestly continue playing it for as long as I did with, with my body taking a beating without the staff and the resources that we had at Springfield as well. So, um, but that was just, it was, it was really cool for me for sure. Yeah, and your time at Springfield, obviously you said you played multiple sports there and you you obviously went through three years, unfortunately, losing your senior year. Overall summary, what was your time like there at, at Springfield, both baseball ways and non-baseball? Um, I I don't think I could have, have picked a better school coming out of high school. I did a postgraduate year uh, coming out of Pittsfield High School. Um, so I went to a prep school just for – for one year, just to give myself a little extra time to develop both academically and um, physically for for sports. And um, I got a lot out of that. And I was honestly, I mean, just like any other kids, like I had dreams to go D1 and play, you know, D1 sports of whatever I had an opportunity for. Um, but I couldn't have asked for a better place to be than, than Springfield College and playing D3. And it also made me realize too, like that just that's it shouldn't be all about, you know, wanting to go D1 just to go D1. Like I had an opportunity to go somewhere where I was going to be able to compete at a high level and, and play. And um, I think that's a, a big reason why I ended up being in the Futures League and also having the opportunity to come to K-State was because I went to a school that was right for me. Um, and, and Springfield was just that. Um, and I had, I had great coaches for both baseball with uh, – Coach Simeone, who's been there for, I think he's on his 24th, 25th year now. And then Mike Sarasulo, who's our head football coach, um, who's now entering his, I believe, seventh year as head coach, seventh or eighth year. And an awesome offensive coordinator who I'm playing QB. He was there for for four years and Greg Webster and just having the relationship with those guys uh, to be able to, they didn't just help me as, as an athlete, but they helped me as a person uh, grow and develop. And I think that was the biggest thing that I got out of being at Springfield was I love playing two sports. Um, I, I just love playing sports my whole life. Um, but the development that I had outside of, of sports, you know, and, and not just becoming a better athlete, but becoming a better person, I think was my biggest takeaway from being at Springfield College and being around those people. Yeah, that's great. And again, you said that Springfield allowed you to play multiple sports, football and baseball. You also played basketball in high school. That's a lot of sports to, ba to balance. And you said yeah. it, it took a beating on your body. So what was it like balancing all those? And what did you find were the keys 
to kind of making sure that you were, you know, not beating up your body too much. Right. And I, I, I think I learned a little too late to stretch. So for, for any young people that might be listening to this, just make sure you take care of your body early before it starts to hurt. Um, but for me, um, it was just understanding what I needed for my body, um, to be able to take care of it, not just while I was playing, but outside of when I was playing and being able to stretch, right. My workouts, how I was eating, um, all those things. Again, I kind of talked about the resources here at K state, but like all those things matter, you know, and being able to, to take care of your body is more than just, you know, while you're at the field, you know, stretching before practice or whatever, it's, it's a full-time commitment to it. Um, so I think for me, it was just eventually learning that, you know, I had to do a little bit more than what I was doing in, in high school, you know, because that's when I, when I started to hurt was because I wasn't taking care of my body the right way. Um, so I think going into college and, and playing two sports, I was, it was, it was an everyday thing to be able to, to make sure that I could perform at, you know, my highest ability. Yeah. And obviously when you're in these sports, you're going to learn a ton of things. You're going to learn from different coaches, different other players that are playing. I'm wondering for you, did any of the sports help you kind of play better or learn better from one another? Like when, when you were on the football field, did you learn something that helped you on the baseball field or vice versa? Yeah, I think for me, um, when I was in high school, you know, going from football to basketball, I think I it made me a little bit more physical for basketball. I think basketball helped me be, you know, quicker during baseball with my first step in the outfield, things like that. So I think just playing multiple sports, I was using different muscles in each one. They're, they're all unique in their own ways, um, which allowed me to be, you know, more explosive or, you know, more physical um, in each sport. And I think, think the biggest thing was for football and baseball was they're so different in like the pace of play and the speed of it, you know, and in both sports though, I think what, what was the biggest thing for me was being able to slow things down um, with football and baseball and, and even with basketball at high school, being able to slow the game down. And, you know, that just comes from all the prep work of, of doing things like film and, and just letting the game kind of come to you. My, my dad used to tell me that all the time, just let the game come to you and, I think I finally realized that, you know, when I was in college of what he was actually saying, you know, cause obviously nobody, nobody wants to listen to their dads right away of what they're saying. Cause, cause everyone thinks they know everything, but he, uh, he would always tell me, let the game come to you. And, you know, all he was telling me to do is slow it down. Um, and I think playing multiple sports helped me with that. Um, because, you know, they're, they're all different and all moving at different paces, but at the end of the day, you know, you had to slow the game down and just, and just let it come to you and let your, your abilities do the work. Yeah. That's been a big theme this season on back to the futures is, is pitcher, especially pitchers telling, telling me that they like to, that they've heard from other coaches and from them, from other players to slow the game down and, and mm -hmm. let it come to you. And just, it's just a, as you said, just to pick it apart one, one thing at a time. Right. And back to the baseball field, let's talk about your playing career at Springfield. You had a career average of 310 and had a blistering sophomore year, earning yourself ABCA Rawlings Division Three All-Region, NUMAC All-Conference at 331. That's pretty good. Pretty good. Appreciate that. <laughs> what did it mean to earn those awards and play so well at Springfield, as you said, at a place you'd love to play? Honestly, um, it was, it was more towards like the end of the year when I realized that, you know, a lot of things started coming out about 
stolen base records and runs record and all this stuff. And um, I think it just was, it was, it was cool for me um, to be able to have, I think I ended up with the the runs record, whatever it was, because it was such a team type of record to be, to hold, you know, it was like, it was my name, you know, setting the single season runs record, but like, I can't score myself. You know, it was guys having to get me over and knock me in or, um, you know, somebody getting a big two out hit or something. It's like, you know, I, I could steal a base, but I still needed to, to get my way in. And and that was because the guys behind me and, and a team effort of being able to score runs um, and just being able to, to help my team win, I think was, was the best part about that. You know, I, I was never really one for, for stats, obviously, it's like any other person you, you check because you want to, you know, make sure you're holding your own and doing well for your team. But, um, it never really was something that like crossed my mind until after the fact of like the season was over that it was just like sit back and be able to, to appreciate some of, some of the accomplishments. But for me, it was just the biggest thing was just having the, the team succeed and, and be able to do well throughout that season. Yeah, we talk about we've talked about it a number of times. Home and Pittsfield being very close to Springfield, mm-hmm. more more baseball very close to home. What did it mean to not only, of course, play high school ball, but then get to college and be able to play college ball right uh, right down the street? Yeah, it meant a lot. Mostly, um, mostly for for me um, and my dad. My my whole family is is very supportive of me and playing, uh, playing sports, my mom, my sister, my brother. Um, and as I mentioned, my dad, but me and my dad have a a really good connection, um, through sports and he was my coach all growing up. Um, and you know, we, we love talking about sports and just being able to, to sit down and watch, you know, football or baseball when we can. Um, but you know, having him be able to just drive an hour down the pike and go and watch me play meant the most to me. Um, and just having him there and, you know, going out to eat and just breaking down the game or, or whatever after was, was the best part for me. But yeah, that's, that's great. And it's great that your family was, was able to do that. Obviously you said so close to what an hour down the pike. I sat down the street, down the pike, same thing. Yeah. Yeah. And people that aren't from new England are going to be like, what is the pike? What is the, what, pike? Is, that, what is that even be the highway or the, whatever you, whatever you want to call it the back. But it's the pike. They'll they'll know what it means. They'll it's the mass it pike. That's it. That's all it is. Yeah. Exactly. It's the yeah. mass pike. And from Springfield to Kansas State, you talked about it. It was a big jump between Division Three and Division One. What is the biggest difference that you found between playing at division at the Division Three level and then the Division One level? Kind of as I was talking about before, the biggest thing is the speed of the game. Obviously, you get some some more arms that are that are throwing harder, better off speed stuff. Um, but everything's just moving a little bit faster. It's just like a jump from, from high school ball to college ball in general, going from high school to division three ball took me a little bit going to get going my freshman year at Springfield college, um, just because of the speed of the game. Um, so that's, that's again, where I think I really learned the importance of, you know, being able to slow the game down because that's when things can get hard when you start to speed it up more on yourself. Um, cause again, there, there are guys at this level in the big 12 at Kansas state that are, you know, big time arms. The year I came here was um, Jordan Wicks's uh, last year at Kansas State, who was a strikeout leader here, got drafted 21st overall by the Chicago Cubs, you know, and it's a it's a pretty good arm to see during practice. And it's just like being able to to be able to go up there, slow the game down and try to compete 
um, against that was, you know, I think the biggest change is, you know, just trying to continue to slow the game down and as the speed, you know, just in general was faster, you know? So I think that was the the biggest difference for sure. Yeah. So we talked about divisions and the difference between them, but obviously in the futures league, and I've talked about this in the last couple of episodes, what I love about it, and I'm sure that you can attest to this too, is the fact that when the guys hit the field and they put on these uniforms, divisions, school names all go out the window. And I think that's super important for, for competition, especially for these D3 guys who want to prove that they can step up to these D1 guys. They can, and it's, it, it's not like you, you, it really divisions don't matter. It's just plain pure baseball. Yeah. And I, and I think that's, uh, you know, the, the great thing about baseball too. Um, and again, I played D3 football and, you know, so I feel okay saying this, but like baseball, the size doesn't matter. You know, when in football, we ran a triple option offense where if we went against K state's football team, it might not go so well for us just because of the size and, and speed of some of those guys and just playing at that. But, you know, we get guys that are going to come from D3 schools that are, you know, going to play with, with future K-State baseball players and other uh, division one, big time baseball schools. And, and it's all a blend. If you put them all in one uniform and, you know, you might not be able to tell who goes to what school just because, you know, the size um, doesn't matter in, in, in baseball. And obviously, um, lifting and, and strength and conditioning have become such a big part in, in baseball as you see guys like trout and, and Shohei and all these guys that are absolutely jacked and um being able to be physical on the field but there are guys that you know are at d3 d2 levels that that are physical and that can play at higher levels and i think you're starting to see that especially with the transfer portal now um with with covid happening with guys that are making huge impacts at, at division one schools um I was just scrolling through Instagram the other day and um, I uh, saw Jake Studley who played at Wheaton, uh, who's now at UConn. He's hitting, you know, 350 with seven jacks or something like that this year. And it's like, it's, it's really cool to see those guys getting those opportunities. And, you know, he played for the Brockton Rocks and, you know, I, those guys that played in the Futures League, that just goes to show that you can compete at all levels. And as you said, you know, you put on that uniform and, everyone's all on one team and doesn't matter what division or school you go to, you're out here playing baseball. Yeah. It's funny. You mentioned UConn because the second you said D three to D one, I've been thinking about, I was thinking about Luke Broadhurst who went to Eastern Connecticut and now he's, okay. he's tearing it up on the same, on the same team at UConn. Yeah. So yeah. It's great. It's great to see guys, especially in the futures league to see these guys going from D three to D one and making an impact like they, and I'm pretty sure Luke said this on when we had him on the podcast, but making this, making an impact regardless of where he's playing on the field. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it, it is really cool to see. And I think the, the transfer portal, um, it, you're starting to see that with that, with, with guys that are bouncing around divisions and stuff and doesn't matter where they're at, they're still playing the same game and, uh, and competing. Before we return to back to the futures, we want to share a message from our friends at Zorian back company. Rob Zorian started the company Zorian back company in 2003, literally out of the trunk of his car in Davie, Florida. Within two years, he was selling his wood bat line to Major League Baseball and continues to manufacture the highest grade wood bats for Litter League all the way up to the majors. Rob Zorian, founder and president of Zorian, says, I started the company in 2003 to service all baseball players in the United States and beyond. And after 19 years, our mission has not changed. We are very excited to have the opportunity to work with the Futures League and wish all of our players and coaches a healthy and successful season ahead. For more information about Zorian, visit their website, zorianbats.com. Zorian, America's baseball brand. 
Now, back to Back to the Futures. And I've said it about a million times. I'll say it again. You're from Pittsfield. You also went to Pittsfield High School. So you were in high school at the time that the Suns were just starting to become an organization in the Futures League. Were you ever able to go to those games at Wakona Park before you became a player? Yeah, I was. I mostly started going um, when when my buddy Kevin started playing. Uh, just because me playing baseball, I was always busy during the summer. Um, I was able to catch a couple games here and there when I had some free time. Um, but obviously when Kevin started playing, this is again talking about local guys being a part of the team, um, kind of draws in some of that local crowd too to to get excited about someone having success that's from the city. Um, and again, I think not to take that's not taken away from any of the other guys that that come into to Pittsfield, you know, that aren't from Pittsfield because that's the majority of our roster and and they obviously have a huge impact on the city as well. And being able to play great baseball throughout the summer and give the fans a show and some excitement. Um, but, you know, that was a big reason I started wanting to go to more games was to watch Kev play um, as we were growing up and obviously parted ways from high school, um, him going to U Albany. Um, so didn't get to see each other as much anymore. Uh, so that was, that was when I definitely started to start watching more of the games as much as I could uh, outside of my baseball schedule. So you did go to the games and obviously you watched Kevin play. So now putting it into perspective, you just took over for Kevin as the Suns manager and you were able to play for the for a team that you watched during high school and saw those guys and say, hey, I could probably do that. Hey, I could be on this field. So what does that mean? Kind of putting it all in perspective and now being where you are. Yeah, it kind of it is where it comes full circle, you know, where it's just like you 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 grow up, you're watching guys that are playing for a certain team. Then, as you said, you start to realize, make, hey, man, like, I think I can compete in this league and, you know, be able to make an impact on this team and, and in this league. And, you know, was able to have the opportunity to do that and get to play for Pittsfield. Um, and then, you know, Worcester for, for the one summer, as I mentioned, and being able to be involved in the Futures League for multiple years. Um, and then to, you know, get on the other side of that and have an opportunity come up where it's like, Hey, I can, you know, coach in this league and, and be a part of, you know, the tradition that the futures league is, has had over these years and to be able to coach great baseball um, and to coach against some other great um, ball players and coaches that are in this league. Um, as I mentioned before, it's, it's very competitive. And I think that's the the best part about it. We play a ton of games, but get to build a lot of relationships and uh, get to meet new people and see a lot of, you know, great young talent um, on the field and being able to play six out of the seven days of the week, those guys being able to showcase that. Yeah, it's been great to see. And it's, you talk about full circle. It's great. Again, as I said, to have you back into the league and having former players continue to get involved every single year. And a couple more questions here before we sign off. The first one, obviously you are no longer playing your coaching. You're starting your coaching career. Besides probably a lot, a lot less stretching, what has been the difference, biggest difference for you between playing and coaching? I think the biggest thing for me is, is learning the other side of the game. You know, for me, I played, I played the outfield for my whole life. You know, since I was in Little League, my dad ended up moving me out there. Um, and I've pretty much been there ever since and never really understood a lot of the other parts of the game that went into it just because I was, you know, focused on hitting the cut making sure that go catch everything in the outfield. And now it's, you know, seeing the other parts of it that, that go into it from a coaching perspective where you got to see everything, 
that's out there, you know, or at least do your best to, you know, you can't just focus on, on one thing. And obviously I think that's been the biggest challenge for me is just to be able to start seeing other things. And as I mentioned before, learning from coaches like uh, coach Hughes and uh, being able to coach in the Cape uh, with coach Angler and being able to, to be along those guys staffs. Um, and again, having the coaches I did in the past has, has helped me, you know, start my development uh, in my career of coaching to be able to learn, you know, some of the some things in baseball that I may not have noticed before just as a, as a player. Yeah. That's super important. Having guys with experience right by your side on, on speed dial, ready to go. And and the advice that you've gotten over the years from the many coaches you've had, it's, that's great that you can use that in your uh, coaching journey here. Yeah, absolutely. And now for guys in high school that are getting recruited to colleges, obviously you've been, we talked about it. You were part of the division three at Springfield division one at Kansas state. What is your biggest advice for these guys that are thinking about where they should go or hearing from coaches, you know, starting now, even in, could be in their sophomore years, just your biggest advice for guys getting recruited. I think my biggest advice, and this is coming from, you know, through my experiences and then, and then seeing, um, you know, guys that I had under me, you know, go through the the college recruiting process is, is to find the right fit for you. Um, and that's just going on visits, um, talking with coaches and and seeing what personalities and, and staffs and, and places that would fit for you because college has become your home away from home for, for four years. So if you're at a place where you don't enjoy being at, then you're not going to have a good experience there. Uh, if you're not around people that you like being around, then you're not going to have a good experience there. So I think being able to to really take your time and think about not just the the baseball piece of it, not just looking at a name on a school and being like, I want to go there because, you know, this name or I want to go there because of that name. It's like, I want to go there because I, I connected with those people. I want to go there because it's like academically, you know, they have what I what I want to do or can help me get to where I want to get to. Um, I think that's that's the biggest advice that I would that I would give is to just find the right fit for you, um, you know, based on those factors. And that's great advice because you you see kids doing that where it's the big name went here or this is a big name school. So I'm going to go here and they don't end up thinking about the fact that it really isn't the place for them. And then they have to leave or they just go to go and it's just not a great four years. So that that's that's mm -hmm. great advice right there. And final question here before we sign off, what is your favorite all-time baseball memory? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, I think I would, I think I have a couple uh, that are up there. Um, it, it's kind of, it's kind of tough because it, it ended up being our last game of the year, but my, my senior year at Springfield, we, uh, we ended up walking off Williams college um, I was on deck and we ended up running onto the field and it was cool. The game before um, I ended up hitting like a ground ball that should have probably been a double player and the beating out. We walked him off that game. And then the second game, the kid in front of me walked him off and we're running out into the field. And, and there's a cool picture that's out there with all of us just kind of huddled up. And it was ended up being the last time on the field together. And we um, we had a team impact uh, kid on our team. John Boy, um, John Hart, if you're not familiar with Team Impact, they they match children that are facing either serious illness or 
dis or have a disability with with a college sports team. And we have and the great thing about Springfield is we have uh, so many team impact kids on multiple teams. We had one as well for football with with Luke Bradley who um, who was fighting uh, leukemia. And just having those type of kids around you and just put things in perspective um, is is really awesome. And just see how strong they really are. Um, and it just shows you know what you're going through and the challenges that you are, um, that, that you're going to be okay. And you can keep pushing through. Um, but John boy, again, to get back to the story is running out there with an oversized Jersey, ready to go cheer with us wearing his number two. And I think that was really cool. Having that memory is, you know, my last time on the field at, at Springfield college. Um, and then, uh, I think my, my last at bat, you know, playing career at, at Kansas state was, was awesome. Coach Hughes, again, just, talk about I've talked about the type of coach he was me to learn from but just the type of person he is is my last game um eligible to play uh at Kansas State and ended up getting a start my only start of the year um hit I hit lead off ended up my last at bat hitting a home run um and the the guys that were on the bench and again the staff that that's what made it such a cool moment for me was see how happy they were for me you know a guy that came in halfway through the season um you know as a is a fifth year guy and you know one of the guys picked me up did the like a dirty dancing scene thing when after i came uh after i crossed the plate which was which was a memory that'll just be embedded in my head um for for the rest of my life which was which was also pretty cool yeah those are two great stories and what a way to walk it off mm -hmm. absolutely well, Chad, this has been great. Thank you so much again for joining me. Best of luck with the rest of your season at Kansas State, and we can't wait for you to get started and the Suns to get started this summer in Pittsfield. Awesome, Owen. Thank you for having me again. Thank you all for all that you do for the Futures League. I'm looking forward to being able to work with you over the summer as well and, and getting going. I appreciate that, man. Thank you. And this has been Season 6, Episode 10 of Back to the Futures, the official podcast of the Futures League. We have new episodes coming out every Thursday. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and YouTube. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see everyone soon.